And, you know, I was just really thinking about it, but I'm really craving nippers. Go crazy, Cadillac! We're also in everything school. They're not going to keep them off the field tonight! War Eagle. Hey, 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 and welcome on into the program on this, oh, early Friday morning show. A little bit of a later podcast coming out, so I do um, apologize for that. Our newsletter will be out almost as quick as this will be so if you haven't sign up on patrickparty.com it's completely free it includes pretty much everything we do in a given week so highly encourage that and we'll just go ahead and get into announcements our uh, story this week is called identity and it's going to talk about i'm in auburn and mississippi state and really just trying to find an identity on Auburn's offense. Mississippi State's been doing the same thing. They've had some injuries. We'll talk about it. And then you found our podcast, um, and we'll talk about the title in a little bit. And on top of that, Pat's picks is certainly something um, I want to just encourage everyone to do. Super easy. All you have to do is go to patrickparty.com and – It'll be right there. It Pick'em is literally one of the pages. Same way you can get to our national TV board. It's also a page on our website. Or it's easier, in my opinion, if you just sign up for the email newsletter. It gives you the links to everything. It's super um, helpful. And so fill out our Pick'em. It's 10 games. Um, our winner last week, Donna George, went 9-1. and one. It's our best record we've ever had. So highly encourage you to participate put on your participants as we get into week nine of the college football season i will say at 11 a.m central standard time god's time on saturday it does close and won't let you submit anymore because that's when games start so make sure to do it if you're procrastinating do it before 11 a.m on saturday we announce the winner on the next week's email newsletter our national tv board will be out i would imagine most people are following auburn fans will be out and about on saturday so i don't know how useful that'll be for you but that's also available and yeah we'll have pregame um on saturday morning from 9 to 10 on youtube um we'll take a deep dive into several of the fun games a lot of fun stats um for pregame and special announcement auburn hits the road with back-to-back road games at Vanderbilt in Nashville and at Arkansas in Fayetteville. I will be at the game in Nashville. And I believe the plan is Patrick Party pregame, third road show of the year. We did one from Kyle Field. We did one from Jackson Square in New Orleans. We're looking at doing one outside Vanderbilt's football stadium on their campus um, on Saturday morning. Kickoff is at 3, so be on the lookout for Patrick Party pregame. We might have to adjust the timing a little bit, um, but that'll all be communicated via socials and email newsletter. So with that, let's go ahead and get on into the game, which you actually came here to listen to. Auburn and Mississippi State play on Saturday at 2.30 on the SEC Network inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Back-to-back home games for Auburn against Mississippi State in a stretch of three straight games for Auburn between LSU, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, of teams that Auburn has traditionally played and will not play next season in a new format, SEC. So enjoy it while you got it. Auburn's lost the first two. Maybe they can find a win against State. Of course, we all know Auburn, after um, 
3-0 start with wins at home against UMass and Sanford. Went on the road, won that ugly late night Pac-12 after dark game against Cal. That game looking to be very important in Auburn's hopes of making a bowl game. Auburn drops the next four. Four games they were not favored in. Um, on the road at Texas A&M, Georgia at home. On the road at LSU and Ole Miss. I've gotten to watch all of them in person. Not super fun if you're supporting the Tigers. And I will say Auburn's first four SEC games, those teams I just mentioned, um, are the LSU is first, Georgia is second, Ole Miss is third, and A&M is fifth in scoring offenses in the SEC, averaging a combined total of around 40.1 points per game. Um, They also rank first, second, third, and seventh in total offense in the league, averaging around 487.9 yards of total offense this season. That's all four teams averages than average so combined so double average now while we've talked about this tough stretch and look there are things to talk about and we might break down a little bit of it i know we're later in the week so i don't want to really dwell on last week but the point has been made and i do think it's accurate auburn was not supposed to win those last four games they were not favored auburn has won the three games they were favored in auburn has lost the four games they were not favored in it's how you do it and we'll talk about that but the next four games for Auburn leading into Iron Bowl Saturday, Auburn takes on Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. We'll go ahead and include Alabama in this for Auburn's final four SEC remaining opponents. Those teams rank 11th, 10th, 14th, and 8th. That's Mississippi State at 11th, Vanderbilt at 10th, Arkansas at 14th, Alabama at 8th in the league in scoring offense, and that double average, so their averages and then average all four of those teams it's averaging 28 points per game compared to the 40 points per game that the previous four had. And they rank 11th, 10th, 14th, and 8th in the league. Uh, or, whoa, a lot of numbers. They rank 11th, 12th, 14th, and 9th in that same order. In total offense, offense averaging 342 yards per game. That's about 140-yard difference from the first four. So, the road does get easier, especially on the offensive end, an area where Auburn has struggled. Um, and let's just go ahead and get into that offense. I I, I think we all know the quarterback situation at this point. Um, Freeze pretty much said on Monday that they're, they're really running, in a lot of ways, their own packages. We've said that about Robbie, but he even really began to say that about Thorne, especially in this Ole Miss game of, look, like, they're kind of running their own. It's two completely different offenses, different sets, which we've kind of been saying. And, you know, it, it, from the viewer's perspective, Freeze didn't say this. Also, I mean, Freeze has kind of alluded to it. He's like, look, it's not working. We're going to have to do something different. And I think that's something Auburn fans have been waiting on is it's like, okay, at some point, do you feel like you just have to pick a guy and for better or worse, let him go? And I will say this, if it's Thorne, um, you know, you got to play him, and it's just got to be him um, running, throwing, what red zone, whatever. Same thing goes for Ashford. If you if you decide to go with Ashford um, as your quarterback, you have to let him throw the ball because it, it, I, a lot of Auburn's biggest runs this season have come when Thorne was in the game because there is the threat of the passing game. That's been noted on several, you know, platforms and areas and stats. And what's interesting is, you know, in rushing, if you just look at the – the number that the computer tells you Ashford has more rushing yards than Thorne this season. Now, if you make it sack adjusted, which means, you know, for every 10 yard run Peyton Thorne makes, 
if he takes a five-yard sack, now he has five yards rushing, right? The sack adjusted, um, Thorne is averaging about seven yards a carry, um, which leads the team. So definitely something to note. Uh, You feel like the running attack has just been better when Thorne's been in because there's the threat of the passing game. Auburn's got to be more balanced. Freeze talked about that. It's been noted the third quarter, Auburn only had two pass attempts, one of those the weird trick play to Holden Garner that blew up in Auburn's face. Auburn completed no passes in the third quarter. Um, and on top of just those passing struggles, if you go and look at the snap counts, three tight ends had more snaps against Ole Miss than any wide receiver for Auburn. Um, Caleb Burton and um, Camden Brown and Jay Fair have gotten the predominant amount of those snaps for the wide receivers, but they're just trying to move Rivaldo Fairweather all over the field. And it's one of those things where it's like, what can Auburn do to just try to get a passing game going? Um, especially on the outside, because it's really only been checkdowns and screens in the deep ball. Um, Auburn's really struggled intermediate pass, and the deep ball hasn't exactly been like great either, but Auburn's really struggled, and really hadn't even called a lot of pass attempts just in the middle of the field. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I think Auburn and he freeze might be hesitant to throw the ball. Um, just because, like, how comfortable are like, you know, you throw the ball, that, that interceptions are certainly a possibility. There's more room for air. For all of Auburn's problems, turnovers haven't been the biggest problem during this last four-game stretch. They didn't turn the ball over against LSU. They really didn't against Georgia. They had that interception on the final play, which, of course, like, you have to force it on that play because it's the fourth down, right? Like, you, you have to throw it for something. Um, and... Uh, of course, Ashford did have that interception, um, that deep ball. But it's just one of those things where it's like it might open you up to more of an air, but it, it, would it benefit you more? Another thing to talk about with this offense is the – well, we'll say Jarquez. We'll talk about the running backs for a second. Jarquez looked like he finally was finding his own in this one. That, that DeMar injury has really hurt Auburn. Jeremiah Cobbs continued to have an increased role. I think they're still doing the running back by committee. And, I mean, you just talk about that. Even when you include Thorne and Ashford – in this running attack for the Tigers, Auburn's the only SEC team that has five players with at least 150 yards rushing this season. Six of those uh, Tigers have scored a touchdown on the ground in 2023. Um, Auburn is fourth in the SEC in rushing offense, averaging 186 yards per game. 15 of the Tigers' 22 offensive touchdowns have come via the ground game. That that running attack has been so crucial for Auburn, but. In this day and age in college football, you have to be balanced, and you just you wonder how Auburn's going to try to do that. And look, I, there's been a lot of complaints of like, well, why won't Auburn just okay? We can't throw the ball. Like, let's accept that. Why won't Auburn just go back to that Will Friend Cadillac? Shout out Will Friend, offensive line coach at Mississippi State. I learned that this week. Um, that like post Harson end of last year, just run the ball like. Number one, Auburn doesn't necessarily have all that personnel. Auburn doesn't have Tank Bigsby. And that's not to say Auburn's running backs are bad, but Tank is different. And on top of that, we've talked about the identity thing and what Auburn needs to do. I I think you just have to be balanced. Um, And I think that's – I don't know. I just – I think that – I don't think that's the way to go either, Um, even with this personnel. And this is a very different team. And – We'll see what Auburn ends up doing on Saturday. I, I just I can't imagine that if you keep switching these quarterbacks in and out, it just feels like you're searching for something. It didn't feel like Auburn was really even being that intentional 
not say like they weren't being intentional, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, we're putting them in for like to set this up or to do this. It was just a like Auburn's trying to find stuff. And as I've said all season, I've repeated this. The second it feels like Auburn is switching in and out of quarterbacks and it feels like they're searching for a spark on offense is normally when they're going to lose, right? Like that, that is when I start to count Auburn out. Um, and I am interested to see um, how that goes from here. Um, and just to kind of talk about, we'll transition to the defense in a second, but Auburn's been so hesitant and Freeze has been so hesitant to go into tempo and to go into real RPO mode. And it's interesting because that's when the offense has looked the best is in those two minute drill, the tempo, the RPO. And Freeze has said, look, like he said this several times. He's like, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have tempo and RPO. Like that's kind of how I've been able to make a name for myself, but I don't know how comfortable I feel like this. He said this two weeks ago. I don't know how comfortable I feel doing that. Because I can't ask our defense to do so many snaps, but I think as Auburn's starting to reach a point where they're like, our defense needs points more than they just need us to play safe. Because it's not like Auburn, even in this current state, is really doing well to keep the you know like to keep the ball away either. It's not like Auburn's like going on these long methodical drives, anyways. You know, Auburn's struggling to even get first down, so they're going three and out anyways. You know, like it's is it really hurting you that much? And so I, I would imagine, and, I, and I'm in no position to be the coach or to make football decisions, but I can't, I would be very surprised and just to be completely honest, a little bit confused if Auburn still is switching the quarterbacks in and out and really just doesn't commit to one for all their flaws, just for better or worse, commit to one try to utilize the passing game and use tempo. I think tempo is going to be the big thing. And of course, like it's, it, it's hard to do tempo when you're getting behind the chains, you know? So it, it is kind of an inverse relationship, but let's talk about this defense that has been pretty good. I mean, like they limited Ole Miss to 28 points. They, for most of that, really all, but the very end of that third quarter held Ole Miss down. Ole Miss scores their first two drives and doesn't score their next touchdown until time expires going into the fourth quarter. Um, and I mean, it's just been don't break style for this defense. And Mississippi state has, struggled to, to score in the red zone. That could be a big thing to watch in this game. Um, and I think something to that is crucial, and it kind of goes both ways. We'll talk about Auburn's defense and Mississippi State's defense. Turnovers have been so key for both of these teams. Auburn's one of 18 FBS teams that have returned a fumble and um, interception for a touchdown. Um, one of 38 teams with multiple defensive scores this season. Um, Auburn's first is turnover in 16 straight games, the longest since the streak from 2007 to 2008, um, which was 18 straight games. Auburn leads the SEC in turnovers forced with 13 through the first seven games. Nine interceptions, four fumbles recovered. Those nine interceptions are the most by an SEC team. We've talked about Jalen Simpson, who has four interceptions, obviously leads the team. And uh, for State, it's the same kind of interesting stat dating back to the 2022 season Mississippi State has recorded a takeaway in 10 of their last 12 games I think in a weird game like this where you the offenses are both very much a work in progress and we'll talk about why State is um you you can't help but wonder like in this I I mean it's it's the title of the podcast 
that I've had for a couple days now. And it's also just kind of – it's a joke, but it's, like, real. Like, 3-2 to two is on the table. Like, these two teams could play the 3-2 to two game. Mississippi State just beat Arkansas 7-3. to three. Um, And it, it's two pretty good defenses against two struggling offenses. And it's one of those things where it's like, could a defensive turnover really turn the tide and, like, be what changes this football game? Um, I just think back to, like, that first uh, – year 2016 when Kirby was at Georgia that weird Auburn Georgia game in Athens where Georgia won off a pick six you know and they didn't score an offensive touch like something weird like that is certainly on the table in this one and um I mean I'll say this it's the stat that we keep saying Auburn's 28 and 1 since the start of the 2013 season in games when scoring a non-offensive touchdown so it's worth noting for sure um Talking about state, oh, and just also for Auburn, um, it, Eugene Asante has also played great on this defense. Um, still continues to be a player to watch. He leads Auburn's in tackles um, in four games this season. Against UMass, he had six stops, 12 tackles, a sack. Um, he played great against Cal as well, had nine tackles against A&M, 12 against LSU. Let's talk about this um, Mississippi State team. Their offense, it, it's sounding like Will Rogers and listening to Mississippi State people. He seems to be pretty hurt. He can't, uh, did not start last week, ending his 38 consecutive starts. He's been there his whole career. You know, you could have thought that maybe he could have transferred, especially with, you know, this is not an air raid offense. It, obviously, the tragic passing of Mike Leach, would he, I mean, he certainly would have been uh, coveted by many teams. He decides to stay in Starkville. Not to say it was like a decision. Like he, he, I don't think it ever really was. He stays in Starkville. Gets injured, though. Um, Mike White, who had actually started getting some playing time um, during that Western Michigan game, um, ends up making the start um, in the Bulldogs' 73 victory. Um, just listening to Mississippi State people, it sounds like it was the offense. Obviously, the offense struggles when you only score seven points regardless um, but it sounds like it, it was a combination of like, were they utilizing him the best? And he is very much a different quarterback, li- likes to run more of like a zone read, um, versus, um, you know, uh, Will Rogers is an air raid quarterback. He stands in the pocket, he throws the ball. And so, um, certainly going to be interesting to watch what they do with, Mike White in this one and I mean it's just been an offense that struggled it, it it's a new identity um, which kind of ties into our preview for this game but I mean it is it is it was one of those things where like they have that debate of like do we keep running this air raid without Mike Leach calling these plays and it's just it, it was like can we like is that really that possible so they ultimately decide not to they've been up front with that the entire time um on the defensive end, of course, that's Zach Arnett. He was the defensive coordinator. And it's one of those things where I think everyone is wondering, like, yes, like, Zach Arnett, like, is more than just an interim coach that they just left in. Like, he was a very qualified defensive coordinator, been nominated for Broyles Awards. I believe he even won one. Um, like, was going to get a head coaching job. It's just very different to transition from that with all of the extra drama, too, of a head coach passing away to take over an SEC program. The recruiting is struggling right now. And, of course, they they, they did beat Arizona, which was a big win at home in overtime. They beat Southern Louisiana, then Arizona at home, but then they lost their first three SEC games to LSU, South Carolina, and Alabama. They played Western Michigan uh, two, three weeks ago, 
um, before a bye week. Um, at home, they get a win, but they their defense even struggled against Western Michigan. They gave up 28 points. Western Michigan was on a third-string quarterback. And then Arkansas, their defense plays lights out. There are even questions of, is Zach Arnett calling this again, or is it the defensive coordinator? They denied that. But they're playing much better. Their secondary is what struggled. Alabama, South Carolina, and LSU all torched uh, Mississippi State um, passing-wise. Um, but K.J. Jefferson did not. I know that's an Arkansas offense that's extremely struggling. They fired their offense coordinator. It's the same thing for Auburn of can you get this passing attack going against a struggling defense? I mean, we said that against LSU, and that was kind of a disaster. We said that against Ole Miss a little bit, and it was a little bit of more of a disaster. It's interesting that they're one of their better defense, offensive games at all was against Georgia. But um, really interested to see um, what – this Auburn um, passing attack is able to do against def- uh, Mississippi State's defense. But, I mean, talking about last week's performance, Nathaniel Watson was named their SEC Defensive Player of the Week, um, his first uh, weekly honor of any kind. He had four a season-high 14 tackles in uh, Mississippi State's victory. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just a an incredible performance for Nathaniel Watson State's defense limited Arkansas to 2.9 yards per play last week, and it was the lowest total for Arkansas in its 50, last 55 games, which dates back to the 2018 season. That gets you to the old uh, Chad Morris era. Um, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, it's an opportunity, really, for both teams, but it's a huge opportunity. It's a prove it game, really. It's like, okay, Auburn, like, you lost the games you weren't favoriting in, but like, you're going to be favored in probably all maybe not that arkansas game on the road but probably all of these next four games can you beat the teams you're supposed to because if you do that you get back to seven and five bowl game is obviously happening then and then it's one of those things where it's like okay like clearly that's an improvement and you can build from there um but this is this is a big inflection point for the season of course if albert drops this one or really any of the next couple it it, you start to question some things it it starts to because we've said like the offense should not be this bad and you wonder what they're going to try and change to be able to combat that. Um, outside of that, um, that's pretty much it for the big like keys to this game. Um, it's a 2.30 game. Um, I think you're supposed to wear orange. It says it in the newsletter. Should be It's the military appreciation game, so I would imagine there's going to be a flyover. Uh, no one's said that to me. I just... It's the, it's literally the military game. Um, so it should be a fun atmosphere. It should be beautiful weather as well. You know, it's been co- getting colder, and I even mentioned on pregame last week, I wore my jacket for the first time um, on a pregame because we're doing it outside this season, and I, I did not have to do that. It, it is, you know, it, I will not have to do that because it is 75 and sunny. It is it, it, So it should be a really fun um should be a fun atmosphere. Should be a fun time. Um, nice, relaxing Saturday. We'll see if Auburn can get back on the wind. Um, you know, last time they'll play Mississippi State for who knows because the uh, rest of the schedule, which should come out in about a month or so, for like the format and everything moving forward, will come out later. Um, so it 
should be um a, it should be a fun time um it, it's three to two is on the table though i when i say fun time i mean like nice weather enjoy your time go to the football game in terms of what you might watch on the field uh it could be ugly this is not going to be your like defensive showdown um like wow big bad exciting football like you think like pitchers duel like this is not like if you, if you want to like compare this to baseball this is not like a pitchers duel one nothing kind of win or like kind of game right like where it's like man those pitchers were dynamite like it was so incredible this is like a a team wins one nothing but the pitchers weren't that great the batters just kind of sucked so i i think that's kind of maybe more where we're headed in this one but we'll um we'll end up seeing what auburn ends up doing um pretty much made all of our announcements to start the show other than that basketball season is around the corner ladies and gentlemen exhibition game coming up um we're gonna have a fun um email newsletter i think kind of thing coming out for basketball um before auburn starts the season in south dakota um on the tuesday after the vanderbilt game so it should be a lot of fun against um baylor so we'll also have some preview for that podcast will kind of start splitting between time between football and basketball they'll probably get a little bit longer um and we'll just we'll kind of announce other coverage as we go um but yeah other than that, that'll pretty much do it here from the program. So thanks for joining us um, on this Patrick Party Podcast. Enjoy your college football Saturday. We are out of here, folks. <laughs>